Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. God has given us his own spirit to inhabit us on the inside. And how dare we, how dare we back down when God is backing us up? Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the rich word of God. For all of you, we do appreciate you so much for taking your time out to come out and uh, support the service. And, of course, you will not be disappointed. The Lord does have a word for you tonight. Isn't that wonderful? That is so wonderful. Are you excited about hearing the Word of God tonight? I'm excited about hearing the Word of God. All right, well, let's go ahead and read uh, Matthew 25. Very familiar, Matthew 25. Remember tonight, I don't endeavor to hang from the chandeliers. If we run around, then we run around. Praise the Lord. If we jump and, and slap and just don't slap each other, we'll be okay. Amen? Amen. But this one I just... We want to have a good slow rain. We want to follow the leading of the Spirit. Amen? Amen. All right. Matthew 25, starting in at verse 14. And it says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. You remember the trading? Verse 17. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. How do you do that? By what? By trading. Verse 18. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and, and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five more, five talents more. His Lord saith unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's a proclamation. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will do what? That's right. I will make thee ruler over many. The key when we look at it again tonight is make thee. God said, I will make you ruler over many. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Verse 22. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, Thou deliverest unto me two talents, and behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was what? I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, 
Thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, or put it in the bank. And then at my coming I should have received mine own with interest, or with usury, or interest. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from he that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. Verse 30. I really don't want to see it. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be one weeping and gnashing of teeth. All right. We want to just continue right in the same flow as we did last night. Want to look again. Remember this gentleman here that received the one talent. Now, we really want, just want to be, I just want to relax. Can we relax tonight? We're just going to talk. I love, I love just to talk. If Lord have us just to, to preach, then we'll preach. Amen? Amen? But we want to just let the Lord have his way. Amen? All right. So, again, remember, as we saw from the word of God, that this man gave God an excuse. I didn't do what you told me to do because I was afraid. Remember, the Lord said that this man was a wicked and slowful servant. Wicked, remember, has to do with, uh, with the thoughts, how you are thinking. Thinking first and then actions. What you think will eventually come out in your actions. Whatever is in the abundance of your heart is going to come out of your mouth and it's going to surface in your actions. Whatever you meditate on will control your actions. Your thoughts will control your actions. Your thoughts will also control your eyes. I love to tell men this. Because if men, somebody know where I'm going with this. Because if men, if all you focus on are women's body parts, when you not think you're looking, you're looking. And some of you women ought to say amen up in here. Hallelujah. Whatever you think about, whatever consumes your thinking, will control your actions. And whatever you behold, if you behold, if you keep looking at it long enough, it's going to transform you into that thing. So you better watch what you're looking at. Watch what you're thinking about. You will begin to mimic those things. Well, that was for somebody. And so the gentleman said, uh, Lord, I didn't do what you told me to do because I was afraid. God said, you're wicked. Wicked, Why? One of the reasons we, uh, we're, we surmised was that he thought that his excuse of fear would be acceptable in the presence of the Lord. He thought that because I could give God a fear excuse, this is a good excuse, that God would be pleased, still pleased with me, still accept me in his presence. I can give him my fear excuse and he still accept me. Denied. Fear is not an excuse. It's not an acceptable excuse in the presence of God. There will be hard things that we will have to endure. Now, I'm speaking to you not as a church, but as the army of God. I call you soldiers. I call you fighters. I call you men. I call you knights. You're knights at God's table in shining armor. You're not wimps. But was strong and mighty through God. 
God has given us his own spirit to inhabit us on the inside. And how dare we, how dare we back down when God is backing us up? Are you hearing tonight? So he thought that the excuse of fear would be good, would be okay. Surely he thought that from the moment that he buried the talent in the earth. He saw his brothers, his, the other servants out there trading. We said trading was dangerous because trading meant that you would have to put your gift out on display for others to judge. For others to say either I reject that talent, your gift, or I like it. It's kind of like on the Facebook, you know, you put your quote up there. Will people thumb me up? Y'all know what I'm talking about. You, you put something up there, you want to see some thumbs up. You put a video up on YouTube, you want to see some thumbs up. You don't want to see a thumbs down. You put your gift out there for display. What will they do? What will they say? Oh, that's dangerous because we don't want to face the criticism and judgment of people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But that's one role that we're going to have to take if we're going to see the glory of God. We're going to have to become vulnerable. Depending on God to see us through. No longer can we stay in the shadows. We can't stay in the comfort zone because the strength of God that will aid you in your calling. The anointing of God that will aid you in your calling is built or is manufactured in your place of weakness. And let me show you what I'm talking about. Let's go to Ephesians. Let's go ahead and walk this thing through tonight. Let's go to Ephesians 1. Very familiar, very familiar. Ephesians 1. You see, the place where we've been running from, the place that we've been sidestepping, those opportunities that we sidestep, that we ignore, it is those opportunities that God has foreordained to build you and to equip you, to give you an anointing that is undeniably of him. Every time we sidestep an opportunity, you sidestep the anointing of God. Let me say that again. Every time you sidestep an opportunity that you know is from God, you know you should be there. But you allow fear to, uh, uh, to, to rule you or to, or to shackle you and chain you and pull you back and say, you better not go because they're going to laugh at you. You better not go because they're going to judge you. You better not go because you know you don't do as good a job as they do. You, bet, you better be quiet. Mm. You better keep your mouth shut. Mm. Every time you allow fear to control you, you're sidestepping the anointing of God that will produce great victory in your life. Mm. Are y'all hearing tonight? Somebody say, well, I, I would love to flow in the gifts and callings of so-and-so. I would love to preach like so-and-so. I would love to, to sing like so-and-so. I would love to. Well, in order for you to have that type of anointing, you've got to go through what they went through to get that. And if you look back in the lives of those that have a great and precious anointing, they've had great and precious pain. Great pain. Because in the depths of that pain, 
great power was produced. But if you see someone coming up and they say they have a great power and they come before people and all this other stuff, see, people can come forth with a fake anointing. Because there are a lot of people that know how to hype the crowd up, that know how to uh, fake an anointing, that know how to, all right, I'm going to put my hand on you. Uh, give me a courtesy drop now. Uh, give me a courtesy drop. Uh, give me a courtesy drop. Oh, you didn't give me a courtesy drop. What? I heard a minister say that one time. I said, what in the world is wrong with you? What you mean? He was upset that the, he was really ministering with somebody there. And he said, I prayed for her a long time, a long time. And she didn't give me a courtesy drop. What? At least, at least a shake and let me go back. What? Oh, Lord. I'm not going to tell you what I said. <laughs> Ephesians 1 verse 18. Let, let's talk about this for a moment. Because we're not going to sidestep opportunities anymore. Amen. Smooth seas do not make a good sailor. Good sailors are produced in rough seas. When you get on the plane to go somewhere, you want a pilot that's flying that has been through something. You don't want somebody that's been through a simulator and that's all. Yeah, I've been through a simulator, but I've never been through a storm. Well, hey, 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 find me another pilot. Find me somebody who has been through something and came back. Are you hearing? Hallelujah. Ephesians 1, let's go get Ephesians 1 verse 18 says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Now look at verse 19 in particular. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word who believe? Listen, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and sat him at his own right hand in heavenly places. The exceeding greatness of God's power is coming towards you. When is it produced? When is it wrought? In Christ's place here, it was wrought when God raised him from the dead. And a strong period of weakness when you can't do anything else. That strong pressure. Strong pressure. How are diamonds formed? Under strong pressure. How are pearls form? It's an irritation in the, in the clam or in the shell, an irritation. Strong pressure produces great things. How's the anointing oil produced? Pressure on those olives. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Under great pressure produces great power. But you don't have great power without great pressure. How many of you want to do great things for the Lord? Great things for God. Or in order for you to do great things for God, you're going to have to go through something great. Are you hearing? Let me show you this too. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 12. 2 Corinthians 12. This power was wrought in Christ under great pressure when he was raised from the dead. Verse, this will show you a little bit clearer here. 2 Corinthians 12. Verse 8 says, 2 Corinthians 12. Verse 8, it says, for 
this thing I besought the, sought the Lord thrice. Paul's saying, hey, this is, get this stuff off of me. That it might depart from me, verse 9. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. What, Lord? For my strength is what? Made perfect where? In weakness. When you are weak, when you are at that point. Now, some of you may not know what I'm talking about. Don't worry about it. We'll get you next time. But some of us that have experienced fear, that, have, that has felt the grip of it, and you want it to turn, you want it to turn things down. You want to turn people down. You, you want it not to be there. You want it not to go there. You felt it. You know what it feels like when it gives you a big bear hug. You know. You know you want to, one of the things we do when we get, when, when fear comes, we want to run. When fear, real fear, not no line of play world towards a rust fear. When real fear comes, you want to run. You want to leave the opportunity. Turn off the lights, I'm leaving. When real fear comes, fear makes you want to run, run away. That's why if we look in the book of Genesis, Adam and Eve, when they've eaten of the forbidden fruit, they, when God's presence came, they were afraid. They tried to run. Real fear causes us to run. We'll have those, that fight or flight uh, scenario. If you can't run, you're going to try to fight some way. No, look, I told you I'm just not going to sing. I know I got to be here, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to say anything. No, no, no. We'll try our best to get out of it. Anybody? But don't you know God can set us up better than the Godfather ever thought he could? God can set you up. Let me tell you. He can put people and things in motion just for you. Just for your benefit. He wants, he, he'll set it up so you can't get out of it. You're right there. No, you, know, you can't wiggle out of here. You're going to have to do something. He'll allow us to skirt this one and, and skirt that one. He'll allow that. But he's trying to produce something in you. Something that can only be produced when you're in your state of weakness. When you feel like you want to run. Oh, the generators are firing up now. The generators of heaven are firing up. Work is about to be done, man. Chiseling, hammering hands. Work is about to be done. When you feel that intense pressure. A fear, and fear causes us to do different things. For some, fear causes us to, uh, to stammer, stutter. For some, fear causes us to shake like a leaf in the wind. For some, fear causes people to, um, to sweat profusely. Some just want to, like we said before, just run away. Some, when they become afraid, get angry. Hostile. I must be talking about somebody you know. You know they're afraid because they get mean. So-and-so is not here. And immediately meanness comes out. Fear. When that real fear grips. Now, none of us like the sensation of fear. None of us like that sensation. But what we can do through Christ is learn how to overcome it and continue on and give God glory. 
Here again, the Lord can set up an, an area where you cannot get out. You can't give out. Somebody is depending on you. Let me give you, let me give you an, another example. I gave you some last night. I got a lot of examples. Well, my wife was in law school, and uh, she had a, there was a, a mock trial situation. And uh, she didn't have, she needed someone else to play a, uh, to play one of the plaintiffs or maybe jurors, plaintiffs on the stand there in front of the class, all these professional, dignified, uh, Emory folk. Hello. I'm, I'm, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to go into it. But, you know, all these highly educated folk, right? Okay. And so she came home one day and said that uh, um, this is when my daughter was a, a little girl. How was she, one or two? Maybe somewhere around in there. Now, she's 16 now. So that's how long this was ago, but it, I still feel it. <laughs> and so she needs, came home and said, I need someone uh, to be on the stage there in this real courtroom thing. And, uh, and they'll have to sit on the stand there and they'll have to say words. You'll have to read a script. Is it okay if I redecorate right quick? Okay. They'll have to read a script. I got to do what? I said, honey, see if you can find someone else. Whew. But she couldn't find anyone else. So that dodgeball, poof. All right, I got to read this. Before the group. You see, that's one thing about this true fear. You won't feel it in your strength. No, because there are some areas that you can do. Ain't nothing but chicken wing. You can do it anytime you want to. Hey, people see you do it. They say, hey, man, you make it look easy. You say, oh, yeah, no problem. Blip, 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 blip. You can do it, throw it behind your head, flip it up, you know, grab it. You know, whatever you do, whether it's sewing or singing or whatever, but at your computer, whatever you do, fixing cars, whatever it is, blame you. It make it look, you make it look so easy. But then there are other areas that you run. And so it came time for me. I couldn't get out of it. All right. My wife is depending on me. God said, I got you. Right there. I said, Lord, all right. Here's where great power was formed. All right, Lord, I'm going to sit there. And you got to go with me. You got to do this. Talking about a praying man. You got to do this. You got to do this. There's a professor. Mm-hmm-hmm. And there's everybody else. Mm-hmm-hmm. I said, all right, Lord. So I sat there. And some of you know, and sometimes in my area of weakness, a stammer will come. Lord, Whew, Jesus. So the attorney comes around. My name was Ted. I, my character was Ted. I remember it like it was yesterday. 
asked the first question. I began to feel very, very hot. Very, 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 very hot. Can't run anywhere. Doors are shut. Literally, there was a door shut. You couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't get out of that room. You couldn't get out. First question comes, and, and it came out. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I did not stammer. I did not stutter. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, I started almost getting a brawl with the man. Blah, 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 blah. said, what is this boldness? Where is this coming from? It must be God. If I didn't see God any other day, I saw him that day. I saw him that day. And that's what the Lord, that's how he wants to show himself in you. When will you see God? Is it when you're strongest in your strength? No, you're going to see him real good in your weakness. Real, real, really well in your weakness. But not just when things go well, quote-unquote, but when things go not so well, you'll see him there too because God is manufacturing strength. Every moment I was on that, st that stand, God was manufacturing a strength. He was manufacturing, adding an anointing, adding strength to me. Every moment, every moment I stayed in that fire, he was adding to me. He was adding to me. Every moment I was in that fire, burning up, and it was hot. It was so hot. Burning up, burning every moment I was there, he was adding to me. He was adding to me. And that's exactly what he wants to do with you if you will let him. Let me give you another case. This is all while, now I wasn't pastoring then, but while I was pastoring, there was a young lady that uh, her aunt wanted me to go and visit her in prison. And um, I said, what? Go visit her in prison. What's she in prison for? <laughs> what can I say to her? Here again, one thing fear does, here again, wants, makes, want to make you run, and it will always turn the mirror on you. Always want to make you examine yourself. Just ask the children of Israel as they're about to cross over into the promised land. We see giants and we look like grasshoppers to them. We can't do it. They, take, they took a self-inventory, a self-examination. That's what fear wants you to do. Look at you. You can't do it. Right? Are y'all still with me? So she said, well, she's in there for murder. For murder? Would you please go? Would you please go? Does she have a pastor? <laughs> no, no, no. Would you please go? Okay. So I get down there, go down there, and it's hot. And having to go into the inner prison, hearing the, the, the door clang. behind me one after the other 
clank. Here's, here's, yes, here's my stuff. Can I take my Bible? Okay. Clank. In a prison. Sit here. Okay. I'll, I'll sit here. They'll be in in a minute. Okay. Lord, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? What am I going to say? What am I going to say, Jesus? <sighs> Aren't you, Pastor? Yep. Don't you know the word? Yep. Don't you pray all the time? Yep. Don't you flow in the anointing? Yep. Aren't you scared? Yep. What am I going to say? And so they finally get in. Carry the prisoners there with chains on the hands, chains going down to the leg. You know, they're walking in. (laughs) She sits down. Hello. And so I begin to give words of wisdom. And about 90% of the time I stammered. I could not get out a word. And my mind is going, oh, God, oh, God, I'm failing you. I'm failing you. This woman needs something from you, and I can't give it to her. Oh, God. I thought, okay, I got it. Okay, here's what I do. Here's what I do. I can pray. Yes, the Lord will help me to pray. Yes. I said, okay. Let's, let's pray. And she, you know, she's laughing. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm thankful she can have joy on death row. Okay, but. <sighs> can we pray? It got so bad, I picked up my Bible, and I just began just to, it's a, just pointed at the words. This is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't say it. I couldn't. And she's he, he, he. I'm like, oh, Lord. And so I tried to pray. God, aid me with the anointing. And I stammered through the prayer, stammered, stammered. I mean, I was having a fight of my life. If you had saw me and see me in the spirit, I was doing. <laughs> I had thrown technique out the window. And so finally. And... What? All prisoners must return to the room. Thank God. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Okay. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be praying for you. I'm going home. (laughs) And so I went back to the car, going down the road, but in tears. Oh, God. I failed you. I I failed you. I I failed you. I mean, just crying real tears. I'm I'm sorry. I 
I failed you. I, I couldn't overcome it. I'm, I failed. I'm sorry. Repenting, going down, driving down the road. Then a warm, a warm oil just came all over me, and I knew it was, it was okay. Oh, God. But then about a year later, I saw her aunt again. And uh, I didn't really recognize her, but she recognized me. <laughs> and she said, hello, Pastor Stroud. Hello, hello. Oh, oh, hello. I said, um, she said, how are you doing? I'm, 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 I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Didn't want to ask, but um, how, was, how was she? Oh, she's doing fine, you know, still waiting. She's doing fine. And she said, you know, she's still talking about you. <laughs> and my question was, well, what is she saying? <laughs> and, and her answer helped define, took me to another level. I learned something by her answer. Would you like to know what she said? <laughs> She said, she's still talking about how much you blessed her that day and how much strength she received that day. My thought was, did another minister come in? <laughs> did, was there someone else there? I asked her, was this? she said, no, it was you. And then it hit me. The Lord was like saying, dummy, duh. He's saying, it wasn't your ability I needed, but your availability. I said, oh. And it wasn't what she, wasn't what you said that impacted her, but it was what she heard. Even through my stammering, God was talking to her. He was dealing with her. Joy, when she was, <laughs> I'm thinking she's laughing at me, oh God. But there was a spirit of joy on the other side over there. And the joy of the Lord took her through a very hard time. Are you hearing me? So even when I thought I blew it, I couldn't see on the other side how God was just mopping up the devil up, up the street and down the street. He was whipping up on them. All I could see was my, what I thought was my failure. But I couldn't see God's hand at work. And I said, oh, I understand now. I understand now. It's not the perfect performance that God is looking for. Some of you need to hear this and we're about to close. It is not your perfect performance because many of us say that I can't do this. And I, I can't do that. I'm afraid. Why? Because I can't do it like them. Or I'm not, I don't, I'm not good enough. I, it, this is not great enough. I, I can't, I can't because it's not like that. God's not looking for the, for the conclusion of the matter to the end. He's looking at your process. It is the process that defines your life. It is the process. If he wanted a flatly perfect job, he'd call somebody else. But he did. He called us. 
And it, it's that calling when you first hear about it. It's that summoning where God begins to deal with you and begins to perfect you. Because in your weakness is his strength made perfect. And he's adding to you. 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 Right there in that moment of stress and tension and pressure, when you think, I can't do this, I can't go through with this, the hotter it gets, the more power that you're receiving. The more you want to run, the more intense the power that God is working out in you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? You can go through your life and continue to sidestep if you want to. And a life that is lived sidestepping the opportunities of God becomes an empty shell. A useless relic in the halls of do nothing. But those that belly up, those that say, no, I will not allow fear to control me this night. I break the shackles of fear off of my neck, off of my legs. I will be uncontrollable. The, the fear will not be able to control me. I will do what the Lord says. I will not try to save my life, but I will lose it for his sake and I will find it. Every time you sidestep, you're trying to save your life. We got to die. You got to die. And it is in your death that life comes forth. Except the grain of wheat, uh, that little corn fall into the ground and die. It abides alone. But if it dies and dying is a very painful process. We don't want it. We want to be comfortable, but you can't grow in comfort. You can't grow in comfort. You cannot grow in comfort. It is in the pain that we grow. Last thing here. Psalm 23. In it, the Lord says, I believe in verse number four, David makes a declaration. He said, I will not fear. For you are with me. He makes a decision. I see I'm going through this valley of the shadow of death and, and all this pain and agony is all around me. All my accusers, all of my haters, all this bad stuff is all around me. David had a legitimate reason. When you go through a valley of the shadow of death experience, you've got a good reason, a good excuse to be afraid. But even in that moment, David made a declaration. I will not fear. I will not, meaning fear is a choice. It's a choice. I will not respect. Fear is a, when you respect something or give it awe or reverence. I won't fear this because you're with me. Twofold, and then we're closing. Twofold meaning. One, I won't fear. Seeing if you we look at this like um, there's a big bodyguard right behind me and you know, and he's like seven foot tall, extremely muscular, like the Incredible Hulk. And someone comes up to me that's four foot tall and uh, having brass knuckles saying, I'm going to get you, buddy. <laughs> he's right there. You know, I can say I will not fear because he's with me. 
He will step on you. He will handle you. I don't have to worry. Second meaning. I will not fear because you're with me. Meaning that, meaning this, simply this. What if, same scenario, this little weakling there, I'm going to beat you up, buddy. What if he, thank you for the laugh, thank you. All right. What if I begin to get, oh, oh, don't hit me, don't beat me up. And my bodyguard is standing right here. Big and incredible Hulk. He has machine guns, bazooka, street sweeper, all that stuff. Army, he's packed and loaded, ready to take him out at any moment. But I'm standing here, oh, please don't hurt me. Oh, please, 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 please. What is that doing for him? What's wrong with you? I'm, I'm right here. What, what we're doing is offending him. You don't, it's like saying, I don't trust you to handle this situation. I, I don't trust you. So I have a reason to fear. No, David said, I won't fear because you're there. I'm not going to give this more honor that I give you. I'm not going to offend you with my fear. You're with me. I'm not going to fear. I refuse to let this rule my life. And you have to make the same declaration. This year, 2012, don't allow fear to rule you. That's a good clapping point right there, by the way. Hallelujah. This year. When the challenge comes before you and you know it is of God. Now, if you don't know this thing is of God, you pray about it. If it's not of God, we can let some things go. But when you know that there is a challenge given to you by the Lord, an opportunity, a divine opportunity, a divine open door, don't choke. Step through. Don't choke. Step through. Because as you're stepping through. The Lord is equipping you and he's empowering you. Not just for that moment, but for something that is coming in your life up the road. You're going to have you're going to have need of going through a few things to be strong enough to handle what's going to happen then. But those that sidestep and never get strong enough, some of those usually commit suicide. Some of those usually quit and go back and turn away. Are you hearing me? Don't sidestep God's opportunities. And don't choke in the face of your God-ordained moment. I pray you've heard the word of God tonight. We're done in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, we can do better than that. Hallelujah. Come on, let's bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. Let's thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This night we declare an end to it. We declare the chains of, of fear broken. This night we declare that we are bold and courageous in Christ Jesus. This night we declare that we are not wimps, but we are warriors. 
This night we declare that God is changing our pain into passion. This night God is declaring even more. Who can I send? Who will go for us? Who's not going to be intimidated by the devil and say, Here, my Lord, send me. This is your moment. This is your time. We're going to do the same thing we did last night. If you're in this place today, and you know that that word hits you, and some of you are going to have to go back. Some of you may be facing a situation much like that, or you know, you know that uh, you just need some prayer with that. Then I want you to come on down to the altar right now, and we're going to pray. Well, those of you that are here tonight, and those of you that are listening by way of CD, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, we're going to say this short prayer together. And I pray that if you pray this prayer sincerely, the Lord will hear you, and he will answer you. So if everybody here, would you, would you stand with us at this time? And we're going to invite our Savior in our hearts because he loves us. And he is not here to condemn us. He's not here to embarrass us. He loves you. He loves you. And he does not want distance to be between you. So would you repeat with me? Would you pray with me? And just say, Father, I come to you admitting that I have done wrong. I have sinned and I have fallen short of your glory. But I've heard that you're a loving God and that you will forgive me. So now I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. And I confess Jesus as my master my Lord, and as my Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Live in me. I accept you. And I thank you for accepting me. Now fill me with your precious spirit. I thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org.